Are we recording? Okay. Uh, okay, go to the... Let's just start. As I mentioned to you, segues are for children. There we go. Welcome to the program. It is a Trust Radio Network. Uh, Where I, I am a... They say you shouldn't even introduce yourself anymore. Did you're you know not? That? You can't even say, you're not say who say, you are? You're not supposed to say who you are. How, how so. does everyone get to know? I can tell you who you are. You're you're Attorney Michael Leonard. <laughs> He's our guest today. I'm Attorney Stephen Lee. I'm going to tell you whether I'm supposed to or not. I, I'm, I'm, I'm still... Uh, I'm still trying to learn these fancy rules as we discuss. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, it's always always something, right? So you, I used to have an uh, introduction to the show. And people say, you don't have introductions to the show. Nobody watches those. <laughs> so no more introductions. it's okay if they know who each other, who the people well, are. Well, that's right? good. Well, as long as they know who you yeah, are, that's yeah. important. So uh, Attorney Michael Leonard, I, again, this is the Trust Radio Network. I want to thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate you taking Happy the time. Happy to be up here, up in the north suburb of Chicago. Beautiful day. Couldn't it is ask, a beautiful Couldn't ask for day. too much more. It was my wife's birthday yesterday. Day. Ah. and uh uh and she's she's uh, spring to hers and that was a beautiful day yeah 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 so, yeah, so, so i want to thank you so much for joining us does the I, 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 birthday still include a gift uh i don't want to i don't want to if you say yeah, yes and you yeah, didn't get her no, gift, I didn't. you're in trouble okay here it's like it kind of reminds me of my grandmother when i was a kid because she would buy me christmas gifts like starting in uh September, yeah, 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 and then you. But she would always give me a Christmas gift too. Yeah. But with my wife, it's like for for months she's been saying, "I'm getting this for my birthday. Yeah. I'm getting this for my birthday." Uh, okay, good for you, probably. But you know, you know these days, I can, I can't go to the store without her knowing anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, I, by the time I come home, what were you it's doing? Visa card. Why what you were you doing that, mate? And she gets, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she gets yeah. The, the notice. It's like, yeah. what did you spend there? It's like, yeah. so there's no there's no secret. And I just anymore. learned how to use the phone. Like this is how sad I am. I just use their phone to make the, the charges. Payments, yes. Yeah. I mean, that, that was literally a couple of weeks ago. So now it's instantaneous. You know? She gets notices whenever something goes through, yeah. just so, so she can keep an eye. Not, not on me, but yeah. on, but on, 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 on the, the finances. Account. That's good. Maybe so. that's a good thing. I don't know. <laughs> well, it gives me an excuse not to go to the store. But <laughs> I'm not much of a shopper anyway. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I want first. I want to tell, tell the uh, the audience how I know you that I that I met. Uh, Briefly, we only met briefly. Yeah, correct. Uh, on uh, John Hansen's "Let's Get Legal" show, I was walking yeah. through there, and and I here's I, I, I hear you on the show all the time. Um, I'm on the show occasionally, and so I listen to the show every Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Because it's right after my other favorite show, which is David Hochberg's "Home Sweet Home Chicago," mm-hmm. which I'm on sometimes too. I like that show. That's, that's a, good. That's a good uh, one. And so uh, I, I'm always listening on Saturday. So I, I've heard you a lot on that show. Oh, good. Yeah, <laughs> I usually do like twice a month. Yeah, and we have a lot of fun. Like we have a. You know, sometimes it's only, um, you know, half hour, which mm-hmm. on radio goes super fast because yeah. you have like a break with the news every four or five minutes. WGN is yeah, all. You, you're like amazed <laughs> so at how, ads. yeah, it's like watching a TV show. It's so many ads, um, So yeah. I do, sometimes the nice ones are like when it's an hour block because you can really get into something, yeah. take some calls, take some text, stuff like that. So we, we've had a good, lot of good fun with it. And John's a great guy. He is a great guy. Easy to get along. So, and we, we give each other some grief back and forth. So I, I like John yeah. and, and uh, yeah, he's and you could see when he connects with somebody, it's like, he, he well, he's a great host. Yeah, yeah. Because he's, he's, he's a radio professional. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's tough to get everyone to continue the talk and try to make it interesting and just uh, to keep going sometimes, I think. So I have a lot of attorneys on it. I generally don't have a problem with getting them to talk. I just pick the right guys. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. A lot of attorneys, I have had some. The problem is with attorneys trying to get them not to talk. Well, yeah, that's, that's, that's more the issue. But I have had yeah. one of my favorite stories. Oh, I'm not going to say that story. Know, let's give it to them. <laughs> I don't want to say the story because it's not. It's a, they might recognize themselves. Say, well, that was me. Because yeah. it's like, the guy, 
he was supposed to say something. He said, I got this. I was on David's show. Mm-hmm. I got this. Uh, got this story. And David says, well, here's you got, here's the story. You got a story? Yeah, ask me this question. Yeah. And he says, okay, I'll ask you that question. And, and he said, uh, what's the question you want to ask? Who I can help? And uh, so the guy comes up and he's, and David's like, hey, welcome. And here's he is. Yeah, who yeah. can you help? And he said, everyone. And he stops. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Because I, like, I got 12 minutes. Yeah, to I, I got asked the question of WGN2 because it's the setup. Of course, you're supposed to say, for people who are looking for representation in a federal criminal matter or in civil side, you know, yeah. It's like, come on, give me a little bit more than that. So, uh, so again, that's how I know you. And I'm, I want to welcome I always like to, I like to interview people the first time, although I think when I get return guests, it kind of gets, it gets more fun as it goes. As yeah, it, yeah, uh, more comfort level. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so, but, but, uh, but again, I, I always have a lot of fun uh, interviewing attorneys, and that's so you're you're here in my my fun zone in your so, chambers. I yeah, know, so I, yeah. In the in our I lab, I'm I like not the, allowed to be out for like, I like to call, minutes. Yeah. I like yeah. to call this our law library. So. I like it. I like so, it. Yeah. Uh, but so, tell people what you do. Sure. So, primarily, I represent individuals in federal criminal matters. Federal criminal defense attorney also represent people in state criminal trials, uh, but on the civil side, which is probably twenty five percent of our practice. I represent individuals who are typically whistleblowers who are suing companies or bringing forth claims on behalf of the government and to a lesser degree you know also file suit on behalf of indivi- on behalf of individuals in employment discrimination cases and those those types of matters uh, if i asked you because uh, on, on our thing uh, I, I always like to ask attorneys this who are who do litigation and trial attorneys yeah. are you a trial attorney absolutely <laughs> or you're a litigator I'm a trial attorney. <laughs> Does anyone ever say anything other? Well, you know, yeah. last week we had uh, we had a guest on, and he he said I'm kind of both. I I think I'm a trial attorney, but he yeah. he didn't want to go off on litigators. Although I have a lot of trial attorneys, they kind of go. It's like a clear distinction to them. Yeah, at least know? in our minds. I think what happens is, you know, you you. I mean, I, I came up first in a civil firm, right? So, you know, you we always said we're trial attorneys. We can try any case, any type of case. You could bring it to us. We could try it. But you find out on the civil side, unfortunately, that a lot of cases just don't go to trial. So we're always talking about, you know, we're going to take this one to trial. We're going to win it. But it becomes litigation and years of litigation. And then, you know, when you develop your own practice and you actually get to try cases, especially, you know, in the criminal area, it's much more common to go to trial in the civil area. Right. You know, criminal lawyers like myself, we get to go to trial on a regular basis, Mm -hmm. even in federal court. So. Mm We like to say we're trial attorneys and the other guys aren't really trial attorneys, but everybody, you know, is whatever. But it's just a question of degree. Right? I think we, we this was attorney Michael uh, El. Tell me again, Lucas. El Karaki. Oh, yeah. I think I saw a little bit of that. So he, does almost pers- uh, he does personal, personal injury. injury. Yeah. Personal yeah, yeah. injury. But, we, is, yeah. but, but he, we, we kind of came to the discussion, just what you were talking about. Uh, and we were talking about that. It's like, because someone sometimes the better trial attorney I am, the more litigation I have to do. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I get more opportunity. Well, I, well I what, I'm like, saying, what I mean is that yeah. they don't want you to go to trial, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true to a certain extent. Although in the criminal not area, criminal, not in criminal. the criminal area, you're going to go to trial or not. So yeah. you don't ha- you don't have a lot of choice. So, but yeah, I think it took a lot of years till I was comfortable saying I'm a trial attorney, because when you're coming up as a younger lawyer, now I've been doing it like 30 years. You don't have a lot of trials under your belt. So to walk around saying, I'm a trial attorney seems a little bit phony, right? Yeah. So I think it's a confidence level after years of doing it that I really am a trial attorney. I take cases to trial all the time and I'm comfortable saying that and proud of it. So, 
you got to get to a level where you where you think it's legit in your own head. I think you know. Uh, you know that's a very good point because he was a younger guy too. So yeah. So I, I, that that but makes sense. But guys who do personal injury, they usually are legitimately trial attorneys because mm-hmm. those cases go to trial on yeah. a regular basis, yeah. and you have to be able to try them and get a reputation of winning to be able to get better settlements. Exactly. So it all makes sense. Exactly. And yeah. I, again, I, I had a lot of both on my. I've had a lot of uh, criminal defense attorneys, and uh, I don't want to drop any names, but you probably know you guys are a small kind of. A group yeah, they all kind the, of know each in other the end. or know of each other, have something to say about each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. It's a very incestuous <laughs> and like catty world, you know? you know. So, but I always like to start and, and ask people like where you know what you do for a living because I think that's so important so people understand who you are, what yeah, you do. Yeah, what kind of cases uh, you know, you and, and what kind of cases you handle. Ab- yeah. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit about yourself, though. Where are you from? Sure. I grew up in, uh, well, born in Milwaukee. All my family was from Milwaukee. Moved to the Chicago suburbs as a, as a young kid. Uh, grew up in Arlington Heights. Uh-huh. Went to St. Vider High School. I don't know if you're familiar with that one. And then I went, went to John Hersey. You went to Hersey? Yeah. Wow, yeah. That would be, that wouldn't have been the public school choice. It would have been Arlington for me. But Hersey was like two miles from my house. Man, I, I could tell you this. Uh, St. Vitus was our biggest rival. Mm-hmm. Uh, after when I was in the high school, for several years, they didn't play football together because we had some clash. Oh, I remember that. I remember there was like a lot of these battles. Like, yes. That was prior to my time, but yeah. that was that was cool. That was a cool rival. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then they stopped even playing each other for some years. Yeah, which is too much. bad. Those are the great rivalries when you're a mile or two away from each other. For us, you know, I would have gone to Arlington. My senior year was the last year that Arlington was in existence, and we played them in basketball, the last game in their history, and we beat them. So that's our, that's our claim to fame. That's about that's all we good. got. Yeah. That's good. I remember yeah. well. I, I, I lived in Mount Prospect. I was like, I've had uh, people lived in Arlington Heights and went to Prospect. Yeah. And I lived in Mount Prospect and went to Arlington Heights for yeah. school. Well, because there was about four high schools people could have gone yeah. to. Buffalo Grove, Forest View, Hersey, Prospect, Ryder. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's interesting. The good old days. So, so that's so you grew up there. there in yeah, the, grew up there. Went to Vider. Went to University of Iowa undergrad, and then went to Loyola in Chicago for law school. Yeah. Okay, so I went to Loyola as undergrad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and is, did you always know that you were going to be an attorney? No, I should have though, because I always had kind of the mentality of I really enjoyed arguing. I was always super competitive, you know. But it was like I'd say sophomore year of college. I had done two years heading towards an economics degree. My dad was like, yeah, it's a great, it's a great basis for any career. And I hated it. And it just, I, after the sophomore year in college, I got this idea, I'm going to law school. And, and it was probably running away from business degree and also like, wow, this makes a lot of sense. I would love to go to law school. So I focused all of my efforts from then on, I'm going to law school, took all sorts of writing and reading classes. My last few years of college, loved all that. And then applied to a bunch of law schools, and, and it was great. It was a great path for me. It really fit my personality, and it just my interest too. I always loved the law. Did you, know? you go right from college to law school? Yeah, yeah, which was interesting. You know, I think a lot of people these days like to take a couple years off in between. Might be good. I don't know. Might be bad. I think the it, when you go straight from law school or from undergrad to law school, it's kind of a it's kind of a extension of all those fun times you had in college. You're still in that mentality. You might still drink a beer or two here and there. But uh, it was nice. Our group at Loyal had a lot of people that were going straight from college to law school. We had a great time uh, while studying pretty hard. Well, law school's not that easy. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But it was fun, don't you think? It was fun. Yeah. I, I was older when I went to law school, uh, and I went to law school for a long time. You did? Yes. Did you just go like do the night program? Yes. Yeah. I did finish off 
uh, I did finish up during the day because full time because my wife's like, it's enough. Yeah, right. get this thing get, done. Get, get done. Because <laughs> I was in Moscow yeah. for seven years. Yeah. Because I have a master's. Yeah. In, in, and uh, so she's like, it, it's over. Yeah. We I got was, children. I was glad to be done at three. Children. I was happy to be done at three. When you, although when you look back, like the amount of time you had in law school to do all sorts of stuff. I mean, you had classes like, you know, three hours a day. But, you know, as you as you got into your second year, you're externing, you're doing jobs and stuff did like that. Did you do that. a lot of that? Yeah, I did like um, I, I did a lot of school related stuff. Like I did the the trial team, which I loved. It mm -hmm. was like my first chance to you know I made the team, and then we did trial competitions, which I just loved. And that was kind of rocket fuel to where I wanted to go. But uh, then I started. I had you know a variety of jobs. I had a legal internship with the American Dental Association. That was the that first was right one. downtown. Then, a little dry. Yeah. It was a little dry, but it was a it was a good paying job. And then I you know externed for the Cook County State's Attorney's Office. I externed for a federal court judge. I worked for the Loyola, had like a legal clinic where you got to represent people and do cases. So I had a lot of like practical stuff that I really enjoyed. It felt felt like you were being a lawyer already. So, and it was really good training and experience. Like you're, you're doing real stuff. So it was fun. When you got out of law school, what was your first job? So I worked for a firm called Phelan, Pope and John, which uh, no longer exists. But at the time, and this is, you know, mid nineties, early nineties was like, one of the best litigation and trial firms in the city. It was like a hundred lawyer firm. Richard Phelan at the time was a pretty well-known guy. He would go on to a career Ramp in politics. Yes. Yeah. And so we, we got all sorts of great work, all sorts of different cases. And they had just a great crew of trial lawyers, like people who, when you look back, a lot of them were like in the late thirties, forties, still nowhere near the peak of their careers, but from a variety of disciplines. So we really had this mentality, like this was the greatest place to work. And, you know, we could try any kind of case. So it was a great, you know, place to grow up in. And then, you know, that place, probably because all the competing egos of all these trialers, you know, it splintered. And a bunch of firms came out of that. I went to a firm called Meckler, Bulger, and Tilson. And, uh, you know, some people from the Phelan firm and some people from a different firm in Chicago. And then we kind of grew the same thing. We, we became like a 100-lawyer litigation trial firm. And we were mostly on the defense side, but I, over the years, started to develop a plaintiff's practice because I, my, my feelings are always more for the little guy, you know, fighting for the little guy. And I also started to develop a criminal defense practice there, neither of which fit for a, a civil defense firm, right? But they kind of let me do it because I had a, they had a lot of confidence in me and they let me try cases. So I kind of developed those practice areas with always with the idea of, I want to do those exclusively I want to do those on my own. So eventually I got up the guts and the experience to leave. And that was about 10, 11 years ago. And so I've been doing, you know, federal criminal defense and, and to a lesser degree, state criminal defense and whistleblower cases representing plaintiffs for about 10, 11 years. I wanted to ask you, you know, when you, because uh, I always like to ask that question, what, do you, what was your first job out of law school? And oftentimes that, that turns out to be what, what they do. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, so, so many times. Yeah. Fortunately yeah. or unfortunately, a lot of times the lawyers are like, that's the first one job, and yeah. I hate it. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think less or so now because, you know, it seems like these kids out of law school are much more willing to jump from this firm to that firm, you know, get mm -hmm. $10,000, dollars $50,000 more and jump. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't seem to be the repercussions it had in our day. Like in our day, it was like, hey, you can't leave a firm. You know, you got to be there for five years. You can not even think about leaving. That's bad for your future. But I think the mentality of younger people is quite different, which is probably good, also probably bad a little bit for the profession too. But I don't think there's that that mark if you leave a firm and go somewhere else. Like 
that you're that you're firm hopping. You know? Well, let me ask you this because this is this is kind of where I wanted to go because I have two sons. Yeah, both in law school. Good. And I always want to ask attorneys when I get a chance, what kind of advice would you have for? And you're going there, so that's yeah. why I wanted to ask the question. Yeah, yeah. So, where, what kind of advice would you have for my two sons? That are in law school. One's going to get out now. He's going to graduate. Yeah. And one's still first year. Yeah. Uh, you know, second year. I think he is now. Yeah, it's tough because when you're in law school, you know, you always want to tell somebody find an area of law that you love, but it's easier said than done because unless you're lucky enough to have, uh, you know, a dad or somebody or some real exposure to someone who does a particular practice area, you really are clueless about all these different practice areas. Um, so attempt to find an area of law that you really feel like you're drawn to. And then in law school, try to gear it towards that. Easier said than done again. Mm -hmm. But no matter which area you're going to, take as many practical classes as you can. The hands-on things, you have to get up on your feet. Maybe you're doing work outside the, outside the school. Or you, even if you're not getting paid, who cares? I think the take trial all is those a, jobs. The trial, uh, the trial practice great. stuff is great. If, yeah. you're, if you're able to get into a trial practice program, mm -hmm. moot court, mock court, whatever they call it these days. Yeah. But these externships, like who cares if you're getting paid a dime? Do them. Because yeah. that's where you get the connections. That's where you kind of really feel like you know a particular practice area, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I would say that. And then, you know, when you're coming out, you know, it really depends upon your range of choices, right? But, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't grab for the money. I grab for something that you love and try to follow that. Hopefully you're going to make enough doing that if that's what you're really passionate about. So that's kind of generic advice, but that's I love advice. being a lawyer. Like when people say to me, hey, my kids are thinking about going to law school and I'm telling them not to. I'm always like, why? If they, if they think they love that or are passionate about it, absolutely. I love what I do and I would strongly encourage people to do it. I have, you know, trepidations like we all have different paths. You know, can they all get there? Will they like it? But I love it. And I would say, absolutely, I'd recommend it to someone who has that passion. And I, that's why I, I usually ask that question, too. Would you tell your kids to go? Not because I'm worried about whether your kids are going to go, but what yeah. that kind of reflects what you think of the profession. Yeah, I because love it. Because if yeah. you don't love it, yeah. then, how, they, then you're going to say, yeah. I don't want them to do that. And I, and I got four kids, and I'm always kind of throwing out that fishing line. Uh, you know, one time, uh, my oldest daughter, who's now 29, lives in San Diego, when she was younger, and, you know, I would always, you know, talk about what I'm doing. And, and you know, one day I, I thought I, I thought I had her. I thought she was real interested. And then I continued to go on and she gave me the old, the fake, <laughs> the fake yawn. I'm like, oh, my God. But now I got two kids in college. One, I think, definitely has an interest. And I think he would, I think he would enjoy it. And I think he'd be good at it. Um, the other, I'm not sure if he has any interest at all. But I think any one of these kids could enjoy it, depending on which field they get, they get into. And then I have a daughter in high school who doesn't seem to have the interest, but she's she's shown interest at times, like wanting to go see parts of a trial, things like that. She seems to be more on a path of of maybe medical, which I would my personally would could never do. I would I, uh, I would die in a moment. The first like little cut that they shoot <laughs> me, I would like fall over and cry, and they'd be like, "Sorry, kid, get out of here." You know. Well, that's interesting, and again, I think it, it, I'm always interested in what. The, the response, because again, it reflects what your own- Yeah, where are your kids going to law school, by the way? John Marshall, or right. it's not John, whatever it is now. Now it's U, 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 U of I, yeah, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. So you got third year and a second year? I do, yeah. Cool. Uh, in, in both, uh, you know, my my oldest just came back from a trial uh, competition. Oh, great. He was in New York. They that's brought awesome. him to New York. That's awesome. He was in uh, San Diego, so he's loving oh, that. Oh, that's cool. He's so good. what, does he want to do civil or criminal? 
It's uh, <laughs> a good question. Yeah. He actually has been accepted to the Northwestern Tax Program. Wow, interesting. So, yeah. so he's going to do some. So that's, that's a whole different path in itself. But that seems like that. I mean, if you talk about employability, that seems like a route to a lot of employability. It's, right? it's one of those things that you have to like it. Yeah. Now, when I went to law school, I had my, I have a master's, as I mentioned, but my master's is in information technology. Yeah. Because as you said, you, I followed what I like to do. I was, when I was in college, I always did, I always took the classes I liked. Yeah. So I was a finance major. Which is I love math. Smart. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's what yeah. I did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you just do what you like. I, I agree. I mean, it's a good path to victory in a lot, in a lot of senses. So yeah. never think, oh, I got to yeah. take this class because I got to take it. Yeah. Take it because you like it. If, even if it doesn't fit anything, if you like it, take it. Yeah. If, if, he, if he likes that program and it also is like, I mean, to me, Northwestern is like a gold standard. You yeah, know, I, I actually, I'm an adjunct professor at Northwestern. So I saw that. In, yeah. in the trial practice program. But Man, the way the the quality of their programs, the quality of their teachers, and then the way they place people, their name is just gold. So well, I could. But get, it's funny that Loyola guys are the one teaching trial practice there, which is interesting, <laughs> right? You know, you have to bring in the practical guys, right? It is a different, you know, you know that that, that uh, Harvard, Northwest. I put that in the in that ca- yeah, category. The category yeah. You know, the, the the really smart guys. Yeah. Who kind of run everything, but they don't. They're not. That's what we want. As, to, that's what not, we want to tell. Exactly. Ourselves. We're not the smart guys. So we want to tell everybody that that's how that's how the world works. There's a John Marshall guy. I gotta say, well, what, what do John Marshall guys do? All the work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> two, two of my uh, real close buddies. Well, one of my close buddies was my classmate at Loyola, and uh, you know he's a litigator, trial lawyer like me, and you know we both went to Loyola together. We both did a lot of work there together. And we're both been adjuncts at, you know, teaching trial practice at program at Northwestern for years. So I always like to make those little jokes like, oh, they got to bring in the Loyola guys to teach, you know. I get it. And I, it it's good. Yeah. But it's true, too. But there's plenty of Northwestern people, too, well, to, to be fair, yeah. who are also I, the teachers. I agree with yeah. that. I, I, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> but I like to, again, as a John Marshall. We got we, we we to get our little digs in. You, you know? know, go to state court. It's as, as, yeah. <laughs> usually John Marshall yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And federal court, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I just that, that that's funny though. Yeah. Uh, but I, I and again, I, I always like to get that kind of information from from att- attorneys like yourself. I mean, they've been around for a while that could yeah. give this kind of information. Uh, you know, and kind of direct. I'm sure as an as an adjunct professor too, you, you direct younger attorneys, right? What about the law? Because they don't really get it. Sure. Yeah. They, I mean, they ask a lot of questions. I'm surprisingly like a lot of the students you teach. I don't think really are that inquisitive about like what should I do, um, maybe because they're such a great such a great school they have all these options I I don't know but yeah I mean the questions come up from time to time, but I always get asked that question like my kid's gonna thinking about going to law school what do you think about that I'm always excited I'm always like I'm hoping that either my kids or my kids friends want to go into the practice or want to work there in the summer or something like that mm-hmm. see what's like I think that'd be fun you know, and I I, I, I now I gotta tell you for me. I did not encourage my my sons. To, I didn't say be, yeah, be, be yeah. a lawyer, be a yeah, attorney. Yeah, yeah. But I, but I, like you, I love what I love what I do. Yeah, and so maybe that's kind of like what it comes off to. And all and of course, we've always had these. Uh, we've I've, we've always engaged in uh, arguments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, yeah. About yeah. politics, about yeah, that's great. Uh, and they, they've always, even since they've been little boys, always made me think about my position. Yeah, because they would say, you know. Maybe some, uh, maybe something about politics that yeah. that we just all accept as yeah. truth. Yeah, and then they'll they challenge me, and then I, I have to rethink this. Well, especially now because, like you know, as we were talking about before the show, the sources of information that people who are in our fifties, like us, right, 
um, are so different than our kids. Our kids are getting news and fed information from Facebook, from YouTube, never touching the, the hard papers, never touching, you know, New York Times, Chicago Trib, Chicago Sun-Times Online. So their information and their sense of the issues is so different than ours, right? It absolutely. And is. so therefore they're throwing stuff at you that you're trying to debunk, but they're they're strongly entrenched in their position because that's where they got their information. So it's kind of a weird world now in terms of the divide of of news and information, don't you think? It absolutely is, and and uh, it, but it's in, again. I like to engage with that. Oh yeah, because so yeah. I it makes me it makes me um, clear on my own position. Yeah, exactly. yeah, it's like as an attorney, right? When you, I always like to tell when when I write a uh, writes a brief or something, I'm like, man, this is killer. Yeah, right. And then you get the response back. You're like, oh my, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I that's really, killer. I really, I really didn't know I was talking. About. Yeah. They just blew me out of the water. Then, but I'll come up with a reply. And then you reply. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you're like, wow, that's yeah. just good. My reply will only take a couple of the points I made and focus on those, not the other 18 points I made against me. Yeah. I just thought it's always interesting because you yeah. think, oh, I got this down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you read them and it's like, oh, that, yeah, they're, sometimes, they're good. Yeah, sometimes you get such a great brief back and you're just like, oh, my God, we're, we're in trouble. I never thought of that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely true. I, you know, you mentioned that, that you uh, you started your own firm about ten or eleven years ago. Right? Yeah, twenty thirteen it was. Yeah, Let's, tell me a little bit about that, about the the transition from being. I don't know what you were involved with in your other firm. Were you involved in getting new business? Were you involved in that well, you, in the you, business you, you, aspect of it? Well, you always got to think about. It. I mean, the difference for me was so I was leaving a mostly, almost exclusively civil litigation firm that almost exclusively represented companies, right? So I was making the jump to really go to the other side, as my partner said, the dark side, right? Um, and one of the big focus areas at that Usually firm, it goes the other way, the plaintiff's yeah, attorneys I thought, like, go we're, back to the defense. We're, the, we're, that's we're right. the white knights, yeah, that's on the right. plaintiff's side. So I was jumping really ship from a firm that, especially the work I was doing, I was representing corporations where individuals are suing them. And I was jumping to go to represent individuals who would be suing those corporations. So the, the good, easy transition for me was, you know, most of the people I knew were on the defense side. So I had no conflicts. They had no problem referring cases to me. They got a lot of inquiries, you know, especially if you're at a, if you're at a law firm that's on the defense side in employment cases, people constantly Google for employment lawyers. They would, they would call a defense firm. They didn't know the difference, right? Constantly people would call up or they'd have friends or colleagues who would ask them, Hey, I need a plaintiff side guy. Who would you recommend? So Luckily for me, and, and I'm grateful for it, my partners at the old firm, you know, would feed me all sorts of plaintiff side cases because they could never take them, first of all. And a lot of times they might be people that they know or wanted to be in good hands, so they trusted me, right? So that was a ready source of referrals immediately. But I also left with cases that were ongoing. So I had, I had a case where I was representing a bunch of doctors in court that in a case was gonna go to trial in Indiana. I had that, I had the comfort of that billable case that I knew was gonna go on for a couple of years. All of a sudden, I was gonna get all that money instead of the firm. I had other cases that were under management that were mine that I was taking with me. But you know, people asked me, you know, what, what sort of economic analysis did you do? And I, I didn't do very little. I had, I had this confidence that I, I had those cases. I knew, I kinda of knew what the billings were about, would be. I felt comfortable with that. I thought, I don't know why, I'd be able to get plaintiff side cases immediately. I knew I was also in transitioning to do more criminal. Um, I was a little bit naive, I guess, in a way, but I had also had 20 years under my belt. I knew a lot of people and I had a lot of referral sources from that. So I had a confidence level that was, you know, good 
maybe maybe good that I didn't know, you know, some of the challenges I might I face. But luckily, bad. it worked out. It really, I was for those first couple of years, I was super busy all the time. Oh, that's good. Like, like to a crazy level, I felt like I was always working. It was always on my mind. Is that because Never you had, now you had more hats to wear too? You had more hats to wear. You had to do the administrative stuff, but you 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 also were you took on a lot, maybe too much, because you didn't know. You, you didn't know any better. Like, what if I don't take this case? Will there be another? Or am I taking enough work on? And, and you learn early on the lessons of like one of the best things is to do is really analyze a case, evaluate it, not take it. If it's not going to be something that's going to be fruitful for the client and you, it's, it's not good for either of you, right? And it creates, creates additional stress. So you learn that, you know, how to turn down a case and how to really do a better evaluation process. But that takes that takes some time, you know. Isn't that one of the most important parts is to learn which ones not to take? Absolutely. Especially, you know, when you're working on the plaintiff side on civil cases, you're oftentimes almost exclusively on a contingency fee. So. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to take a case, which is good, there's also a great upside. I could make, you know, 33% on the case. But if I'm, if I'm not going to make, you know, if I'm not going to make anything for me or the client, it's not worth their time. It's you, it, they, they're better served by me telling them, hey, look, here are the difficulties with this case. Here's why I think you're going to have a real hard time winning. Um, I don't think it's going to be in your interest to sue or to pursue it. Certainly, probably not a case I'm going to take for you. Lay it out for them very honestly. Because in a contingency case, if they invest a couple of years with you too, they're not getting anything out at the end of the day. They want a very honest assessment. And then criminal cases are different because you are going to get paid. It's going to be a flat fee or you know paid over time, stuff like that. So that's different. And you know, in a criminal case, you have no choice but to defend yourself. So it's not like you're going to say, "Oh, uh, sorry, you can, you can, you know, you can, you know, just wait." Yeah. You know, of course, they're going to need counsel. It's a question of whether sometimes whether they can pay you though at all. That's true. Um, but yeah, clearly you want those your, your real challenging cases. You want the case that are going to go to trial. You want cases that you can build up your reputation. You want to be able to win at trial. And that's that's all going to build your practice over time. So now that you've been in, because you brought these cases with you, do you do you think about marketing? Is that something you have? Because a lot of attorneys that I talk to, they don't really, they don't, they don't think of it as marketing. They might think of it as a business development or or something yeah, like that. I, I have a, a good friend of mine who's a, a personal injury attorney, and he has a lot of activities for his referring attorneys. Yeah, you know, that's, that's marketing. That's really smart. Yeah, yeah. I think you know when you're at a large firm like I was for you know twenty years, almost two different firms. Um, they always call it business development because it is. Your clients are going to be companies. They're not going to be individuals. So you have to find ways to let yourself be known to companies, to individual decision makers within companies. Because that's go an to, ongoing relationship. Yeah, go to events, develop their relationship through handling the case well. But that's that's difficult for a young lawyer. Like you tell a young lawyer, engage in business development. They don't have contacts at companies. They don't have people who are going to give them work from a company to a first or second year lawyer. So you have to do things to just keep yourself in front of them or or, or made known to them with the idea that in two or three or five years, it might work, you know, come to fruition. It's different in my game because I'm representing individuals in criminal cases and in civil cases. So I don't think it's business development. I can't go solicit people and say, hey, you know, hire me someday. That's a waste of time. But what you have to do, it's it, you're right, it's more marketing, getting your name out there, getting your success known. So I, I think more about marketing than I ever did, you know, 
having, you know, share my success stories online, whether it's LinkedIn, Googling, our site, uh, other social media, because you got to let people know uh, that you win, that you, you know, you can legitimately label yourself as, as a winner or someone who has a track record success because there's, there's hundreds or dozens of other lawyers in your practice area. They're marketing like they're the greatest lawyer in the world. They may never have won a trial or a federal criminal trial, but someone Googles federal criminal trial lawyer, they may see 10 other people who are marketing. They, those people may never have won a case before a jury, federal court jury in their whole life. So you got to get the word out. It's just it's just letting people know that you've had this success, and talking about that. And you gotta you gotta just get over the idea that I shouldn't be advertising because you gotta let people know because everyone else is doing it, right? So uh, attorneys of a certain age, yeah, remember when attorneys weren't allowed to advertise? Yeah, really? yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Different so, world. So they have you know so they yeah. have this aversion. I think that's why they called it business development. Yeah, yeah. Because we're business development. Yeah, we can't yeah. advertise. Yeah, we yeah. can develop business. Yeah, but you know when you're representing individuals, it's different because you're not you're not going to approach an individual and say, "Gee, yeah. if you need legal services someday." But I like you that. Gotta let, you got to let like all those that. people know that if they do need legal services, here's a guy that does that what they need, and here's the success I've had. So. You know, in a way, you know, it's it is bragging, certainly, but it's just telling the truth. Like, hey, if I can tell somebody that I've taken cases to jury trial in federal court and on seven occasions got complete not guilty verdicts, that's different than some other guy who can't say that at all or who may, maybe can say I've never won a case at all in federal court. I got to let people know that because there, there's a difference in, in that track record. So you got to get over the idea that, hey, I'm advertising or I'm bragging. You're just trying to let people know the success you've had. So maybe I'm just kind of justifying no, what, no. What, the message I'm putting Here's out. What there, I but, think. You know. Here's what I think. You have a duty to let people know what you do, right? Because they need you. So it's your duty to, that they, to get it out there so they can find you. Sure. That's the way I look at well, it. Well, I mean, well, when, I, when I started looking, and I really didn't get serious about even trying to do any of that until like three, four years ago. Like those first years from 2013 to maybe even... 2021, I'd started my own firm. I never thought about those things. It's really only the last couple of years because what I what I came to realize is there's everybody else is doing that. And I looked at people who were in my peer group who do the same kind of work as I did. And I said, well, look, I've had, you know, this level of success or more than them. Why can't I tell people that too? And I started doing it, you know. I mean, so you, you kind of got to get over yourself. Uh, I agree with that. You know? it's, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back to the duty because I think yeah. it sounds. I don't good. know if I'd say a duty. I, I, no, I really <laughs> yeah, do believe really? that. Okay. I really yeah. believe that because yeah. because again, if I I help people in in a very difficult situation as you do. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And yeah. they need somebody. They don't need. They need someone that's going to help them. Yeah. And as you know, not everybody's going to help them. Yeah. Nobody's. Yeah, yeah. So if I if if I want if I think I'm the best person for them, yeah. then my, it's my duty to let them know that. But isn't there a certain egotism to say no. that I'm the best person to help them? Yeah. I'm, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. I got you. I got you. Yeah, I got you. No, but I know what you're saying. Like, I, I think there's a real value. If someone calls me up and says, look, I have this potential case that I think I, I can bring. Let's say you're on it's a civil case. You know, th there's a great um, service to that person to be very honest with them about, look, Here's the strengths of your cases. Here's the weakness of your case. Especially if you're gonna, if you're gonna take money from them on a flat fee or hourly basis, and you're not extremely honest with them, like 
look, here's what we face, here's how we can win, here's how we can lose, here's the challenges. If they don't know that, and they're gonna plunk down a bunch of money or pay you by the hour over time, you know, you do have a duty to let them know honestly what's going on. So there is a value mm-hmm. in, a, in talking to a number of lawyers and really get not only a comfort level, but a level of honesty. Same thing in a criminal case. I mean, you better be darn sure that you have confidence in your lawyer that he's someone who is gonna absolutely willing to try your case. And I mean, if you know, some lawyers will actually tell people, yeah, you know, we go to trial all the time, you know, we win with honestly no intention of ever going to trial, sometimes rarely even go to trial, and their whole focus is plea. And you know, if, if you're honest with the client, you tell them from the get-go, hey, you know, I don't really try cases that often, or I haven't had that much level of success at trial, or here's the possibility of losing a trial, then that's good. But if you're taking the case on with like, you know, we're gonna try this case, we're great trial lawyers, and and it's not true, no, it's not true. That, that's a problem, you know, yeah, so. I agree with that, as yeah. well. But I, I think it's interesting, uh, as you were mentioning, about the evolution of your own practice, you know, yeah. that, that you start thinking about how am I, how do I get the word out? You know, yeah. how, do I, how do I get, yeah. let other people know what I do? You know, I, I always like to, here's a question I always like to ask seasoned attorneys like yourself is, um, seasons always means older and have a well, lot of years in practice. You have a lot, <laughs> lot of years, but you've already, you've already acknowledged that. So. Yeah, I know. So. I, 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 already, I already gave up the store. Yeah. 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 Here, what do you think makes a good lawyer? It's tough because, you know, one of the cool things I think about it is especially, you know, your question earlier about talking to people who are thinking of coming to practice or someone, if they asked you, you know, what would make a good trial lawyer? There's not, you know, there's not one personality type. I think, you know, when you're younger, you think, wow. And it's all, it's all governed by TV. To be a good trial lawyer, you got to be the super aggressive person that's aggressive all the time. You're relentless. Let me interrupt you it's here for true. just a second because I, I had like, I had like, um, three or four or five attorneys in a row when I was interviewing, they all said the same thing, Perry Mason. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm, I'm, I'm too young for Perry Mason. But, but, uh, I know that's not true. Law and order, you know who he is. Law, of course. Law and order. Uh, what's that? L.A. Law. L.A. Law. Maybe Alan McBeal. You know, there was a lot of good legal shows. But I think that everyone's perception is every trial is the same. They got to be dogged and they got to abuse and crush every witness. Of course you don't. Uh, I think the cool thing about trial work is you can have a absolutely diametrically opposed personalities and be very successful as a trial lawyer because especially if you're trying cases in front of a jury, it's really, I think, honesty and like their view that you're being authentic with them. You're like a jury, just like if I'm talking to you, if you think I'm bullshitting you or I'm full of shit or I'm trying to sell you something, you're not going to go with my client. You're not going to rule in favor of us. You're not going to give us the not guilty or give us money. If you think I'm, I'm full of shit, I'm trying to emulate somebody else. So I think it's really uh, an honesty in your personality and your approach. And that may be real aggressive and it may be bringing drama. Like I think that I, I do that in certain ways, but, but other people Aren't are real. Aren't trial attorneys storytellers? Storytellers, yeah, but you could be a storyteller in a very soft-spoken yeah. way yeah. and be extremely effective. You can be real loud and aggressive or dramatic. You can also be effective, but it's there's not one personality type. So I, I think it has to be, you got to be someone who likes to present in front of others. You got to have a real comfort level with yourself and your own personality, right? And I think those are the most important things. And you got to be got to be willing to really dig in and take a position for your client and really fight for them, you know, against whatever those odds are, you know. So 
I think if you can do those things, you got a, I got a great shot of being a good trial lawyer. Good, I like that answer. So, in your in your field, do you guys do you, do you ever have you tried cases too? No, okay. I have. I mean, I've, I've, I've had hearings, but no, I don't try. I've never tried yeah. a case. Yeah, I, I've uh, never been in front of a jury. Mm-hmm. I, I have been witness in front of a jury, but yeah. I've never been in front of a jury. Yeah, it's it's a very cool experience. I mean, I was just talking about this recently. Well, um, it's a it's a very it's a very unique talent, uh, and that's why. Uh, um, trial lawyers get paid the way they get because it's a very it's a unique talent and it is a talent yeah because it means really presenting in front of others trying to shape and tell a story from your perspective because you know every case has essentially you know really diametrically opposed facts mm-hmm. or views about what those facts are as and we kind of it, touched on with the, with the brief right is that exactly yeah, the way yeah i present the case and the jurors are doing the same thing right yeah. they say man that guy's yeah. guilty and then the other guy oh he must be innocent. i know i know that's the cool thing you know like like especially like an opening statement in, in a criminal case you know especially a federal criminal case the government gets up they got a table full of lawyers they got a couple agents sitting there they got a bunch of boxes of evidence and they get up there and they're very earnest and you know, we're right, we're right, this person's horrible, you know. And the jury's like, oh, wow, this must be an open and shut case. But of course, there's a completely different story to tell, which they told none of it, right? They didn't tell you anything about the weakness of their case. And then you get up, hopefully get your story out and get them to listen to you. And they're like, oh, wow, that's that seems quite different than what this government lawyer just told me is the truth. And that's fun. Then you get to go witness by witness and, of course, the witness gets up and you know tells their version of the truth, and you get to attack them or, or put it into context. So it's just a fun process. I, I want to ask you a little bit about the transition from civil because it seems like you really enjoy the, this criminal side. Yeah, and it wasn't what you were doing. It, yeah, but it's what you. When did you just? When did you know that's what you wanted to do? Yeah, so I, I was lucky. So again, you get awfully great breaks in your careers, right? The first firm I was at, I got to work with a legendary figure. Bill Kunkel, who was a top-notch and famous state's attorney. He tried he tried the John Wayne Gacy trial. And when I was at that first firm, he had a really high-profile case on the North Shore up here in Kenilworth. There was a, I don't know if you remember this, but there was a, the James Nathaniel Davis murder case mm-hmm. where they lived in Kenilworth, one of the richest suburbs in, rich, one of the richest zip codes in the world, in, in the United States at least. And so he was accused of murdering his wife um, they had been in a divorce. The appellate court had just ruled against him. The government's theory was that he snuck into her home. They were then separated, drove a couple servers over, snuck into her house in the middle of the night and killed her. And, you know, there was very little uh, and very circumstantial evidence. And so I got to work with Bill Kunkel on that trial. I mean, first of on all, that trial on that trial. So first of all, you couldn't get a more exciting, high profile trial at the time. And Bill Kunkel was a master. And just getting to watch him prepare to just to get ready for the trial. Now, let me interrupt you. Yeah. Was this one, right after you became an attorney or was you, yeah, you so were still I was, in law school? I, no, I was attorney. I was like, uh, this was like 1993, 1994. I was like a second or third uh-huh. year lawyer. I was the third chair, meaning I got no witnesses. I know, but you're still. You're still <laughs> yeah, yeah. But look, I got to, yeah, look, I'm carrying the bags of a legend. I'm getting to go to trial every day. Okay. I'm seeing how he prepares. But I can see now yeah. where that could come oh, from, right? Because it it's like, there you it got was, this great case. It, it was, was phenomenal. Like, well, first of all, I was lucky because even before that, like my last year of law school, I got to work at the state's attorney's office. In those days, and I think it's still true, they had the 7-Eleven yes. license. So when I was a third year law student, I got to actually try cases, bench trials. You couldn't try jury trials as a law student. 
you're under the supervision of another attorney. And one of the attorneys in my room is now a judge, but I got to do several felony bench trials while I was in law school. I mean, That's the awesome. elation coming back after a trial. I mean, I, I can't even tell you how pumped I was. So I got that experience. Then I got to work with Kunkel and Kunkel's partner was a former federal prosecutor. So those two guys were doing the case. I was the distant third chair. Um, but you know, what, what an exciting time for me. And so I got the taste of that. And then I got another break in that the federal former federal prosecutor was doing work. Uh, it's called, I don't know if you heard of this, but it's called the criminal justice panel. So no, in Chicago. So yeah, so maybe it's good for the listeners too. So in most federal court jurisdictions, including Chicago in federal court, each jurisdiction has a small federal defender, federal defender office. So, you know, in Cook County, the Cook County uh, Public Defender's mm -hmm. Office is hundreds of lawyers, mm -hmm. right? But on the federal side, there's probably 20 federal defenders in Chicago for our office. And it's one of the bigger offices, but that's a very small office to handle all the cases because most federal criminal cases, 10 to 20% of them are probably maybe 25% are people who have money to pay. The other cases, uh, they're in the federal system. Those people don't have money, right? So there's a panel set up because those 20 federal lawyers aren't going to be able to handle that. So after a certain amount of experience and recommendation from a federal court judge, you get on the panel. So this lawyer I was working with was on the panel. He would get cases and he'd dump a lot of the work on me, which I was happy with. And from that experience, I was able to use that experience and my other trial experience to eventually get on the panel myself starting getting my own federal criminal court cases, which again, hugely exciting. Got another lucky break, was working under the tutelage of a lawyer named Ray Pajan, well-known federal criminal defense lawyer in Chicago. He would get cases, he was supposed to be my mentor. He would essentially really, un he would supervise me, but he would really let me try the entire case. How exciting was that? Yeah. And so then I got to get my own federal criminal cases and then that leads to getting your own paid federal criminal cases. So. You, got, you get a lot of fortuitous circumstances and a lot of great people help you along the way. And I have, I have I'm fairly fam uh, vaguely familiar with what the panel, so yeah, I, have some, yeah, yeah. I have some people who went through the panel. Oh, really? Yeah, so I will talk about okay. that. <laughs> that. Is that offline? Yeah, that's okay, offline. Right. Okay, so before yeah. I let you go, I'm, I, you were talking about something that earlier that, that uh, um, kind of kind of goes back to talking to, to the younger crowd, and, and you mentioned that when you were in law school, and uh, and I mentioned that you have been a seasons attorney. Okay. Yeah. Uh, about about um, how how it evolves and how you were talking about um, the people that they're young lawyers, but they become seasons yeah. attorneys. Yeah, exactly. And, and become judges. And, yeah. And, and talk it's, a little it, bit about that. It's cool. That. Yeah. I mean, from like like for instance, my law school class. There's there's now um, one appellate court judge. Uh, there's two federal court judges. Um, I mean, it's just amazing. And then at the state court level, there's numerous judges, right? So those, those peers are going to grow up someday, you know, 20, 30 years down the road. And then me. successful law firms like yourself. Yeah, successful law firms myself. But, it, but it's fun because you have all these connections. Uh, but it also brings up a good point. Like when you're a young lawyer, you, you know, I, I talk about these breaks I got, and it's totally true. But you also have to really attempt to make breaks for yourself. Like when you're within a firm, you know, if you see Joe Smith is handling these kind of cases or Joe Smith is a guy that gets to go to trial or goes to trial a lot and you're working for Tim Jones 
you got to find a way to get to work for the other guy, right? Uh-huh. And so I was lucky and, and I pursued that strategy. When I was a young lawyer, I saw like, wow, I like what that guy does. He's trying cases. He's got good work. How do I get on cases with him? So you got to find ways to work with people that are doing the things you want to do or doing, you know, the cases that get trial. Like if you're a trial lawyer, of course, working with people who never go to trial ain't going to help you, right? So seek out those people. But it's hard. It's not easy to, you know, hey, go to the partner in a firm right. who's been there for 30 years. Like, hey, you're the trial guy. Can I, who's the first year guy, can I Can I be on your trials? No. But you got to find a way to somehow get in their vision. Maybe you do some assignments for them. They get a level of trust with you. And it just develops over time. And that's what happened with me. I mean, I worked for people who, of course, wouldn't give me those opportunities from the get-go. But over time, you gain their trust. And all of a sudden, you're trying cases with them. So... Well, that's it's that, a it's a long game, isn't it? It is, and mm-hmm. I want to I want to thank you so much for sh- sharing all that with us. Yeah, I, I don't want to take up Hope too I much. I didn't talk too no, much. Oh, this you is... know, you know, you said you got some. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's my show. I wanted to. I know. Talk Sorry, about man. Sorry. I'll, I'll ask you a couple questions. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> ask out of time. Okay. Out of time. Thanks so much for joining right. us. Hey, I wanna, I wanna, Appreciate. I want to thank you so much. Enjoyed I, it. I, I think you shared a lot of great stories again I, I always like to talk about my own kids and because i want them to oh, yeah, yeah. and they're always watching so i, I want yeah to. yeah hopefully i'll get one of my kids to watch at least a couple minutes guys please <laughs> <laughs> all right so thanks again thanks a lot. appreciate uh, it appreciate you gotta have to join us next week for another attorney i forget who it is we'll talk about it next all week. right thank thanks you, so Steve. much